This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. Ah, good morning, boys and girls. Yes, sir. Welcome aboard. It is a beautiful Monday. It is a blessed Monday because we're here. And uh, every day that we're here is an absolute blessing and hope uh, all of you are well. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. I know I had a great weekend myself watching a uh, little sports depressed on how mediocre our winter teams are. Uh, had a good time yesterday watching the Super Bowl. That was actually a really, really good game and a uh, proper finish uh, to the game. We'll get into that, obviously, on the show. Uh, we got to talk uh, a lot of Super Bowl stuff. I guess we'll talk uh, some Rihanna. Um, we'll talk a little Miami Heat as uh, they played two very uninspiring games over the weekend. Uh, what else? Uh, the Panthers talk about uninspiring. They also uh, did not perform over the weekend. Uh, what else? What else do we have? More UFOs? Yes. Uh, love it. I mean, I'd rather have the UFO band actually touring around. That would be good. But uh, we've got other kind of UFOs. We got a bunch of NFL news. Uh, Tua uh, on, uh, on, this, on the uh, show today. We got to talk a little bit about Tua and his uh, Super Bowl interview week. We'll go over that. So we got a bunch of stuff. Some music news. Some big music news broke yesterday. Also got a, got a very interesting KSDT CPA sports business report. Got some MBA stuff to talk about. Got our show, which, by the way, again, we will be on the road. Uh, we um, Let's see. You know you can catch us at Acura twice a month. You can catch us at Hialeah Park. Every Thursday, right? Uh, you can catch us at Canesware right here. Canesware, the spot where Miami fans shop. You can catch us there also uh, once a month, once every two months, somewhere around there. Over at Canesware with uh, Jeff and the boys. And you'll catch us three times. We're going to be at the Youth Fair, the Miami-Dade Youth Fair. So we will be there. It's March 16th through the through april 19th uh in fact they've got a sale going on now uh through valentine's day uh two admissions two unlimited rides 64 dollars so uh take advantage of that it's actually a really really good deal we will be uh, giving away some passes okay so you can get in and stuff like that so uh stay tuned here on the show and then we'll tell you exactly where we're going to be broadcasting uh three times during the month of uh, March and April over at the Dade County Youth Fair or the Miami Dade Youth Fair, all of that. Uh, we will be on the co we will be at the NFL Combine later on this month. We take off on the twenty eighth. We'll be back on the fourth of March, so we'll be out there for several days, having some fun and uh, gathering some information. We'll be working the evenings. The show will be normal at 10 a.m. like normal, okay? Uh, nothing will change because the time slot doesn't change. And the good thing is for me, during, during the combine, what people don't realize is my work is really done more late in the afternoon and the evening 
Uh, so during the day that I do the show, it doesn't bother me. I can just get up and do my show, uh, hang out with the uh, Sean like we do every day and uh, and do the show and, and rock out. So we do our thing every single day on the platform. So it'll be nice and easy for me on the show. Uh, we'll be uh, at our uh, at our Airbnb broadcasting live because uh, I'm, I'm not going to Radio Row over there. I did it uh, several years ago for the last time, and uh, I was so disappointed. They gave us very few people, and it was like, so you want me to pay all this money for the phone line, and you're just going to give me three, four people in the entire Get the hell out of here, you know, and I'm there broadcasting it. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, I'd rather, you know, just and I could get people on anyway through StreamYard and all that stuff if I really felt like it. So it's not a big deal, you know, overall. So we will be hitting the road, uh, covering the combine for you and uh, and covering the um, uh, youth fair, actually. So that'll be really cool uh, that we'll get to go to the youth fair place that uh, I've been to many, 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 many times. I've already been told, uh, Sean, be ready. They're going to attack us with all kinds of food items. Okay. So, yeah, their thumbs up, of course. There we go. <laughs> it's, I, I can't, and you know, fair food is just awesome. So I, I can't wait to, uh, to see what they bring to us and, uh, and the kind of things that you can go to the fair and try. Because, I mean, I'm at a point now where I really don't ride much anymore. I just kind of walk around, you know, see the people, you know, go dunk the clown a couple times. Because, you know, I, I got to do that. If any fair that I go to and, you know, the dude is talking crap and, uh, you know, I got to go over there and, you know, buy a couple of baseballs and dunk them a couple times. No, not once. We dunk them at least a couple times. So, you know, that kind of stuff. So we'll have some fun, you know, doing that. So uh, we got a lot of things to talk about today uh, on the show. And I look forward to seeing some of you at the youth fair. Okay. You know, I, I would hope that some of you come on out and, and visit us. Okay. And two at times already saying squirrel squared circle digest tomorrow. Yes. Right. Right. Sean tomorrow is the, yes. I got another thumbs up the return of the squared circle digest. And uh, the other thing uh, Sean and I were talking about, and, and he made a good point. Uh, we're going to now also separate church and state here and all crypto stuff will be on the crypto show from now on. Okay. So we will uh, kind of piece it away from this show. So, and, and you're not going to wait till Saturday. I'm going to do crypto shows now throughout the week. Uh, when I see that there's enough material and I see things are going on and there's newsy stuff and it might be a short segment. It might be seven minutes. It might be 12 minutes. It might be 45 like it was this weekend. And uh, we gave you our selections, not that we're financial advisors by any stretch whatsoever. We're, you know, not not we just I'm just some guy that likes crypto. That's all because I can't throw Sean in there because he's not the one you know, giving any any opinions. But we are just entertainment and information. We are not for financial advice that you need to seek a professional. But uh, yeah, so we're we're going to do that, too. So, you know, I'm going to take the crypto talk out of the show and that will go with the crypto show. So that way, all that material can be found in one place. So if you want to then find out about it, there you go. And I'm already gathering 
information as we speak for the next show. It might be this afternoon. It might be tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you just never know. Just hit that uh, notification bell so you can uh, so you can catch it. What what time does the show debut tomorrow? Seven o'clock, I think. I'm re- eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. I see. I see tree there. I was. Uh, I wasn't sure if that was a tree or a two, and it was a tree. So, uh, so eight o'clock Eastern, we always have to, we have to throw the time zone in there to remind people because we have so many people watching and downloading all over the world in different time zones. So you always want to remind them that it's Eastern time. So that way they can adjust if they're not in the same time zone. Also, uh, Frankie says, guys, if UFOs are coming, we are okay. As long as we have Will Smith. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Uh, or Michael Shanker, however you want to look at it, you know. Um, if the UFOs are coming, I want them to use their superior medical technology to heal Tua and augment his body to where he makes Mahomes look like a bum. I'll sacrifice myself for those experiments. So Nyborg is going all in and hoping. You know, can I say something? I, I nobody has talked about with the UFOs. Just one thing. Just one thing. I just want to say one thing. The when when the everybody, you know, some well, not everybody, but some people were complaining about it, you know, letting it go across the country. And, you know, now they're shooting it off the coast already right away before it gets into anything. But, you know, shooting it over the country, I one thing nobody's ever mentioned, what if they're afraid that there might be chemicals inside? And then you shoot it and then forget about the, the the ginormous piece landing if it lands on somebody, a house or whatever, the damage it could cause. But what about if there was any kind of chemical inside of it? So shooting it over the ocean was still the better idea just in case. Now, all the other ones, we have no idea where they came from. We know the first one was Chinese. We'll find out about the rest. But wow, dude, it's just like, so how many years has this been going on? You know, because obviously they they don't take care of top secret documents, right? Because, you know, come on, look at all these guys. You know what I'm saying? Look, look what's going on with with Pence and and Biden. You know, it's like these guys look. Oh, I, I guess I forgot I took them home or whatever. You know what I mean? The other guys just evil, but uh, but you know, it's like we don't take care of our top secret documents. But you know, so why would we be taking care of the what is it called now? Middle space now is what they're calling it. The battle for middle space. Yeah, weird, weird stuff, man. Weird stuff. What can I tell you? Anyway, uh, do you have a hairstylist in, in studio? Very fresh. No, it's just fresh from showering. So it hasn't, I didn't dry it. So it's still wet. <laughs> That's it. There's, there's no, there's no nothing behind it whatsoever. It's just still wet. No styling, no nothing, just wet. That's it. And it hasn't dried. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like, uh, you know, blow drying the damn hair today, you know? So Brian says crypto show was great on Saturday. Very informative. Thank you. And we're trying to keep it in a way where it's early stages for people that want to learn about crypto and that kind of stuff. I'm not treating people, not that I'm some kind of expert either, by the way, but not that I'm at, not that I'm talking at least, at least a little bit more advanced to where I'm at now, 
in, in other words. I'm not doing it like that and treating everybody like that. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to scale it down and, and, and help the people that are new to it and help them get started if they're interested in it, of course. You know, and then, of course, do your homework so you can find out more about it. Uh, and Jamie is correct. Please smash the hell out of that like button. It is very, very important that you smash the hell out of the like button, man. Thank you. And thank you all for if you haven't caught the uh, crypto show, it's there. Uh, we uh, put out a couple of extra segments out of it, uh, talking about the impact of of Bitcoin and, and how it's taking how it's actually being mass adopted in many places and then the other uh, segment that we put out was uh, coins that i think are incredible bargains okay uh also there for you too so um you got that all right uh we got ira winderman gonna join us at 10 30 we got um cam wolf uh gonna join us also at 11 30 so we'll have a little fun uh with uh with those guys too all right, what else do we have? Um, first of all, let's start off with the game. And let me get to the, obviously, the top controversy of them all, which is the penalty at the end by James Bradbury. And let, let me explain something where I, 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 you know, we get to a point where you can't have your cake and eat it too. Oh, it's the end of the game. You can't make that call there. Well, yeah, you can make that call there because the guy committed two penalties. He held them not once. We Let's go LeBron. Not once, not twice. He held them twice. Two times he slowed the guy down. Two times he committed penalties. So then what are we supposed to do? Oh, we have to lay the burden on the referee. Oh, you can't call that now. Well, wait a minute, dude. So that's what you're saying. Yeah, Bradbury's like, well, I, you know, I was hoping he was going to swallow the whistle. Oh, oh, so you want to get away with the penalty with two penalties, so they don't call it. That that that's your that's your idea, James, of of proper football. No, that's called cheating. That's what that's called. That's cheating. You cheated twice on the same play, and then. Oh, wait a minute. Typical of this, you know, generation and things that go on. Let's not be held accountable for our actions. Too bad, so sad, man. And the referee had to make the call because if you want to do it the other way, if you don't make the call, then that could have been a touchdown because his ass was burned. And this ain't you and me. You hold the guy like that twice, that's four or five yards. Those people are fast. A lot faster than you and I will ever be. And Bradbury knew it that he was beat. And they had done that that in cut to the back out again a couple times in the game on different kinds of routes. In fact, they scored a touchdown on one of them. That it was on the right side. Same kind of play. We cut back out and went back in and and he had him right away. He juked him. And this is the problem that I have with all of this is that too conveniently, the people complaining are the same ones that probably if they were rooting for the other team or whatever, they would be complaining that the call wasn't made. 
and it's irresponsible by the referee. Oh, well, you can't make that call there. Why can't you make that call there when you make such an obvious penalty? James Bradbury committed the penalty twice. Not once, twice. Okay? I, I, I Oh, yeah, I tugged on. No, no, buddy, you tugged twice. So maybe you get away with it if you do it just once. But you did it twice. And that's what I saw. That's what the referee saw. That's what the world saw. And you saw a clear-cut penalty. And for those of you, well, oh, it happens all the time. Well, then don't put yourself at risk. You know, there's a cop on the side of the road. And the speed limit is 55. But everybody does 65. But if the cop feels like stopping you at 65, too effing bad, dude. You're speeding by 10 miles over the speed limit. Oh, but everybody does 65 nowadays. Everybody. Well, no, I mean, it's 65. They let you do 70, 75. Well, what's going on? Oh, they stop. Well, dude, you're speeding. You put the decision in the police officer's hands. Now, he or she has to say, well, they're speeding. What do I do? You did it, right? But this time you were speeding and you were changing lanes erratically a little bit. That's like you held, but you held twice. So now you put the you put it there. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, when you're a kid, your mom tells you, you can't mess with this. And then you go and mess with it. And then you get your ass kicked. Well, I know some of you wussies that grew up in the last 10, 15 years, you don't even know what that is. But but normally back in the day, then you get your ass kicked. And then you're crying. Oh, well, yeah. but, but didn't they tell you not to mess with that? Yeah, but, you know, I, I've messed with other things before. Yeah, no, but they told you this time not to mess with it, right? You, again, right? And you did it, right? So you put yourself at risk. And this time, well, your parent was a little pissed off that you messed with it because you did something extra to it. And you got your ass kicked. Bing, bang, boom, pow, shoes, chancletas, slaps, aviones, whatever it is. Brooms. Latin Latin households. By the way, I was just fine. I got my ass beat several times. I grew up just fine. We're good. Enough. Enough already. If you don't want it to happen, don't put it in that person's hands. So if you thought, well, it's medley. You know, it said 35 miles an hour. I'm doing 42. He's not going to stop me. Bro, he's stopping me for 42 miles. An hour. Well, did you see it said 35? No, but it's only 42 miles an hour. I'm not going that fast. It's 35, right? There's a reason why it's 35. There, it's it's residential. There's a school. There's a nursery over here. There's a couple of businesses. There's a golf course that you got across. We like it at 35 in this area. There's a lot of traffic. We got a YMCA. We got a golf. We got this. We got that. Some of you are going, is he talking about Springs or Medley? 
you want to put it in some people's hands, then when you commit the infraction, okay, don't be surprised if the teacher gives you, writes you up, if your parent kicks your ass, if your boss fires you, if the cop gives you a ticket, if the referee throws a flag. You committed the infraction. Now you've put yourself at risk. What happens? And that's what happened to James Bradbury. You committed the infraction not once, but twice. So at that point, now you made it so obvious, you put the referee on the spot on national television in front of everybody. And, and guess what? You can't tell him that's not a penalty. So it's really easy for him to make the call. There, there's no, like, for me, the Goddard catch was complete bullshit. He did not have control of it. By the time he trapped it with his out, he only had one foot in. That was a bogus-ass call. But, see, we can argue about that one. There's no argument here. The guy held twice. I'm a little tired that I am writing and I'm reading, I'm reading some of the stuff or, or, or hearing people talk about, well, no, he held. No, he held twice. I, I, I hope that people would mention it more often. Not one, but two. Sorry. You put, the, you put yourself in that position, and the referee did the easiest call he could make in the entire world because it was an obvious double foul. And since it was an obvious double foul, it's super simple to actually throw the flag. And that's the only way you could do it. Because if you don't throw the flag, then it looks even worse. So we'll all, we'll all live with it. Some of you, I guess, lost a bet or whatever. Some of us won, by the way. Oh, and by the way, your thank you also, you're, 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 you're welcome on the Houston game. Heat favored by 11 on Friday. You're also welcome for that victory also. Although the, um, the Magic game, they were favored only by a point and a half. That one was more realistic. You know, that finally I saw a line. I was like, well, okay, now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now, I, the last time they played the Magic, it was like five and a half, six and a half. And I said, no, you got to take the Magic. And sure enough, it was a win. But uh, the one on Saturday, we didn't get to talk, but I probably, I, I did not. I would not have taken uh, the magic on that one. So, uh, and the heat needed overtime. Pathetic. You barely beat a, uh, a Rockets team and you get by the magic in overtime. I mean, this is a mediocre, mediocre team, uh, this heat team. Crazy stuff. Christian, thank you for the love and the super chat. Uh, after watching the game, I'm asking myself, even with the healthy tour, can we compete with these teams for a championship? I want to say yes, your opinion. If healthy, yes. Hell yeah, they can compete with the, with these teams. But the team has to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like, I like Miami's chances for sure. I have no problem with that. But again, the team has to be healthy. You got to get everybody healthy. 
you know, to go up against those kind of those kind of teams, man. Um, but you know, uh, we we'll, we'll never know until they're actually they actually put themselves in, in that position. Uh, what else do we have here? Big O, what'd you think of Hertz' performance? I thought he was terrific, man. Thought he was fantastic. I'm, you know, I don't know what more you want from the kid. He went 27 of 38, 304 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions. I know he had to fumble, unfortunately. He ran 15 times for 70 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Um, he made the throws he had to make, you know, overall. I, I I can't necessarily blame the kid. You know what I mean? I don't know what more you want really from him. Hey, that big bad defense for the Eagles, they didn't get a sack. After getting 4 billion sacks on the season, that Kansas City offensive line, to me, that was a real MVP. I know you have to give it to Mahomes and, you know, he's bionic and, Dude, on that ankle, he was pulling away from people on that run. How crazy was that? The man was pulling away from, like, don't you have a high ankle sprain? Boy, that, that shit is shot up, dude. <laughs> There's no doubt he's got that leg shot up, man. Holy moly. Wow, that is impressive. He's got that shot up. Man, he was running with the kind of energy you have when you when you get Nature B every day in your system and you get those two golden capsules. Uh, by the way, Nature B, highlighting libido, allergy relief, uh, less stress, uh, muscle recovery, added energy, boosting that immune system, fuller hair, stronger nails. Only 85 cents a day right now, folks. 200 day supply right now or a 200 cap supply i'm sorry that's 100 days for 85 dollars. that's 85 cents but guess what we are now going to give you something free that's right a free manuka honey lip balm for free so get on there use our code big o go to naturebee.com slash big o that's naturebee.com slash big o make sure you go to that right there so you can get the deal 85 cents a day 100 days plus the lip balm is for free and if you're living in these uh, colder areas or areas that are dry where your lips can you know get affected you're going to love this lip balm it is just absolutely awesome and for 85 cents a day to protect your immune system in a virus filled world go to naturebee.com slash big o to take advantage of it many reasons to try it and find out why i've been taking it for over 20 years now, naturebee.com slash big O. Uh, Hunter Butler, thank you, sir, for the love on the super chat. Even if a uh, dude didn't hold, they would have gotten a field goal, then drove back down the field and scored a TD. Uh, their D was non-existent in the second half. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's, it, it's, to me, nobody knows what was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So who knows? But the bottom line is he committed the penalty and he was called for for something that he obviously committed twice. Not one, but two times. And you put yourself at risk overall. 
By the way, Philadelphia scored 11 points in the second half. The Eagles scored 24. So there was no guarantee that the that, that Philadelphia was just going to drive down. Philadelphia scored their 24 points in the first half. They got dominated in the second half, and they did not finish drives in the second half. And by the way, I thought also Andy Reid screwed up with the prior touchdown for not going for two points. You had to make it a two-score game there. Instead, you kept it at eight, and they went back and tied it. And I would have gone for it because either way, you were going to kick the field goal and take the lead anyway. So it didn't matter. But I would have gone for the two and made it a two-score game instead of a one-score game uh, like they did. I thought that was actually the mistake that Andy Reid made. You had to – I give Sirianni a lot of credit. He stayed aggressive. He kept going for it on fourth down. Uh, he, he kept setting himself up to go for it on fourth down. I mean, credit to him. You got to give him, you know, the credit. But to assume – they only scored three points in the third quarter, and then they got their one touchdown in the fourth quarter. The Eagles weren't necessarily moving the ball at will in the second half. They were actually falling short a lot in the second half. Uh, KC was the one dominating with 24 points, you know, in the second half. So to me, I don't know about that. I, I wouldn't say that it was a, it was an automatic thing, you know. So, uh, yes, the KC did have two defensive touchdowns. That's how it goes. And not only that, the special teams, they got outplayed everywhere. The return by, by, uh, by Tony all the way down to what the five yard line or whatever you gave, you gave Mahomes a gift right there. They got outplayed period, man. You know, the, like I said, the big, bad Philadelphia Eagles defense is zero sacks. How are you going to win that game if you weren't going to pressure Mahomes? Do you remember the last time Mahomes lost the Super Bowl? It's because he got pressured. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little basketball. Let's switch gears. Ira Winderman and our Acura Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. Heat fans, time for the best insight of your favorite team with insider Ira Winderman, exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. It's the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. Here's Ira Winderman. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. There he is. How you feeling, Ira? You feeling good? Winning streak. I figured you might not yell at me today, so it's oh, a winning please. streak. Those are two shitty wins. Two you crappy teams. The, the, the fact that they struggled to beat those crappy teams, it's embarrassing, dude, please. I know, a win on. is never embarrassing. A win uh, is uh, never uh, embarrassing. That's, that's fine, but a standard has been set, and you're not even meeting your own standard. Like I've said before uh, lately here, Eric Spolster and that coaching staff save this freaking franchise constantly. That's what they're doing. I, think can't Am, say, I, I think, can't say enough about Eric Spolstra. I think staff. Bam Adebayo is saving the franchise. I think Jimmy Butler is saving the franchise. I think Gabe Vincent lately is saving the franchise. You've got players doing what they need to do. The rotation is very limited. The injuries have mattered no matter what you think of the players who were injured or not going shorthanded. Spolstra being limited with Jimmy Butler's minutes, you know, limitation, playing through the overtime. You know what, Big O, at the end of the year, when you look at the records of the Celtics, of the Bucks, of the 76ers, and anyone who might finish ahead of the Heat, you don't know how they got there, who was injured against them. It's the totality. The Heat is seven games above 500. The Heat, when they won that game on Saturday, 
no matter how they got there, had the eighth best record in the NBA. Look, you might say to me, Ira, the other 22 teams suck. That's not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not impressed with the Heat having, if I'm the Magic, I'm impressed having I the eighth spot the in the I get you know the what I'm saying? There's a, there's a standard, and this team is not even close to meeting, you know, its own standards. You need overtime to beat this Magic team. You need, like, I, I, like I said on Friday, my God, they're favored by 11. The easiest bet is to take the Rockets plus 11. Like, you, 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 that's how that's how mediocre you are. That it's so easy to win money against the Heat because once they're giving a lot of points, they can never cover. It's just, it's it really, it's uh, to me, it's a kind of a sad state where it's at i i hope that when the playoffs start this is a completely different franchise uh when they start because right now it doesn't look like it's something that's going to actually last in the playoffs i you know what the bottom line is again seven over 500 eighth best record in the league after they won the other day nine game home winning streak you take them as you can get them you hope it comes together more the biggest problem is this team can't score when you can't score you're going to play close games because there's not a lot of points to go around that's what they have to address. I hope they address that on the buyout market. But as you've seen, players are so flying the off the board. Point, who, who's the, who's the three-point shooter that you're going to address on the open market? Because that's what you need. Like, I hear people, oh, Russell Westbrook, oh, great, let's add another two-point shooter. not a shooter. And that was yeah. the problem for the Lakers. The three-point shooter are going to address, you might know this name because I know you follow the game relatively closely, Duncan Robinson. At this point, Duncan Robinson recovering from his finger injury. Remember, shooting from that Washington game when he got injured in the shoot-around on, he was playing with four fingers on his shooting hand. Big O, honestly, if you were to ask me what's the Heat's best option for improved three-point shooting, knowing who's out there on the market, whether it's a Will Barton or another player, knowing what you have, I think they have to take another look at Duncan now. Look, he's well, here no anyway. Choice. I mean, they have he's no here. choice. He's under contract. Two reasons for that. One, maybe he hit some threes. Great. They could use him. Two, maybe he hit some threes, and then you can move him in the offseason because he's season. actually hitting threes again. So, again, yeah. I've spoken to you about this. The Heat are not in position where they can showcase players. They have to win games. The number no, five seed is within reach. It could be there as soon as, as Wednesday in Brooklyn. The number four seed against Cleveland is still possible. They're playing for really important stakes right now. But I agree, they do need to upgrade either internally or externally. I do agree with that. A week ago, we were talking trading deadline, came and went. Now we look at buyout deadline. Again, Terrence Ross has already left. He's gone to the Suns. Uh, you, had, you had a chance for a couple of other players. They moved on also. Reggie Jackson, not a big fan of him anyway. He's, he's going to Denver. So you a couple have years ago, a couple of years, four or five years ago, I would have wanted Reggie Jackson. Yes, now. yes. Between Detroit and when he moved to the Clippers and upgraded his game, I'm going to give you a perspective on where the buyout market stands. The 76ers today reached an agreement with Dwayne Dedman. That tells you where the buyout market stands. You're not shooting for the for the fences on something like this. No, I know. I know. I know. It's just, unfortunately, you've got a team that is poorly constructed. It's not built for today's NBA. It's built more for the 90s, more than today's NBA. And it's kind of an uphill battle for them. And now you're holding hope for a guy that, you know, lost his starting spot. I don't know if he's lost his mojo right. or whatever. And, and then it, it also becomes another another uh, detriment when you put him out there because he's going to give up more points or as many as he can possibly score. 
And so that becomes another issue with Duncan Robinson. You're not getting any better either. You try to hide him in the zone. When they were successful, they did. I agree no, with you on one thing, They don't have enough though. defensive players to hide other people. Yes. That's the problem. Yes. And, and if, you are, if you are strong four out of five, you can hide that guy. And that's but what they did before. Strong two out of five. And that's what they did before. When they still had P.J. Tucker and they were defensive-oriented a little bit more in the starting lineup, you could put Duncan in there, play a zone, and make it work. With Tyler Hero playing 36 minutes a game right now, you have to hide two guys. Sometimes you have to hide three guys. That's been the problem. The thought is defensively, when Victor Oladipo comes back, He's been very good with his hands, getting steals, yeah. mucking things up a little. That'll help you defensively late in games. Even the size of Omar Yurtsevin, just to secure the rebounds. We know he's a rebounder. That'll help. It's interesting. For as but, much but as also, you know what? You know what's unfair that we're doing a yurt. He's a youngin, dude. Now we're yes. gonna. Now the the guy's trying to come back from an injury. Now we're also going to put expectations on a youngin who really has yet to prove that he can do it on a consistent basis. He flashed it for us six for weeks. a short time as a it's young guy. Weeks. But, mm. yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's just that that's a little unfair to your too, man. No, but, that, but, but you know what? But that's, that's also – he's also going to be an pending free agent. So he's playing for something real. So you know yeah. what? As crazy as the NBA is, and you're right, Big O, he's a young player who's unproven. Some team's going to throw him $8 million in the offseason. That's no, a crazy I, I, world I, I he limit. has talent. There's no doubt yeah, he's got so, talent. Yeah, so I you like have it. to see what you have. So the bottom line is, if the Heat are getting Duncan Robinson back, if the Heat are getting Victor Oladipo back, if the Heat are getting the season debut of Omar Yurtsevin, they at least have something to grasp on to get better and to move up. I mean, right now, honestly, I like the team that Brooklyn has as far as young, scrappy guys with Mikhail Bridges, you know, Cam Johnson they brought over, Joe Harris shooting, uh, Nick Claxton. But the Heat should be able to push past them in the seeding race. And you know what, Big O? If they get to a 4-5 or five with the Cavaliers, it's a lot better than playing the Celtics. It's a lot better no, than playing the Bucks. Definitely. It's a lot yeah. better than playing the Sixers. They can win a round. They can get to the second round. Once you get to the final eight, you know what? There's a lot worse places you could be in the NBA. If you're asking me this, and I understand it, Big O, are the Heat a championship contender this season? Oh, no, not even no. close. But no. you're not a championship contender in every season. There's no team. Look at the Warriors. The Warriors won a championship and might not make the playoffs this year. That's the parody that we've seen for years in the NFL. We're seeing it right now with the NBA. Is there a super team in the NBA? Well, maybe the Suns become that. Maybe the Celtics continue this run. Maybe Milwaukee. Maybe Denver, who the Heat face tonight. But it's a league that otherwise is wide open. The Heat are part of that. How are the Heat favored tonight against Denver? Well, Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon are questionable. So I think this is one of those injury lines. If you oh, take them, remember, Jamal Murray killed the Heat. So pre, Pre-game, they become available. Oh, this, this is going to be a line that's going to move up and down that, you know, depending on who you want to play in tonight's game, it's going to be the timing of when you put your bet in. If you remember the game in Denver, the Heat were competitive. And then the Nuggets, I believe, scored on 18 of their final 21 possessions and Jamal Murray went off. Without Jamal Murray and without Aaron Gordon, they're a one-man team. All of a sudden, you double Jokic a little bit more, you're going to have a higher level of success. So this will be very much of an injury-less game leading up to the 7.30 tip-off. Uh, are we are we going to see Jimmy Butler? This would be his third game in four nights. Yeah, we'll see Jimmy Butler. It's all measured. He played the back-to-back. He was supposed to right, go by agreement, 28 minutes per night. God bless Spo that he didn't do what so many coaches do. Oh, it's only 28 minutes. You're not going to play the overtime. They needed the game. 
Jimmy's fine. He's not that old. He played through. He gets a day off. And I like what Eric Spolster said. After these next two games, the team has eight days off. Give it all you got. These are huge games. Tonight at home against Denver, Wednesday in Brooklyn. Push them to the limit. They'll have a full week to rest and recover as Jimmy bypasses any more overtures for the All-Star game and winds up in Cabo or somewhere for eight days. All right. Yeah, that, that does make sense because you do get eight days, so you might as well push through. But I'm just wondering if Jamal Murray and uh, and um, who's Aaron the Gordon. other one that's Aaron Gordon. Gordon are listed out, do they counter like they did the other day when they, you know, countered, oh, those guys are out? Okay. This guy's out too, and this guy's out not too. Against so the be- just- not against the best team in the Western Conference. You can play the game against the Rockets. You can play that game against the Magic. You can't do it against Denver. The Heat has been wholly unable to stop Nikola Jokic over his career. That's a challenge to itself. Again, you know, it- it- everyone looks at him as more of a finesse center, but he uses his brawn against Bam. And again, you've seen this, Bigo, when you've been to games. Bam looks small against a lot of centers when he's jumping that opening tip. There are still guys who have 20, 30 more pounds on him. So that does wear on him, and yet he shows up every night. He plays hard every night. He's a bona fide all-star. He's helped carry that team. Right now, Bam Adebayo is the Miami Heat's 2022-23 MVP. Yeah, can you imagine Zoe when he played in an era of real centers and most of them outweighed him and most of them were taller than him? Oh, Zoe against Yao Ming. Zoe against Yao Ming, Zoe looked like a point guard. But that's what the Heat have always had, sort of that that feisty kind of guy who is driven to push. It's a harder way to win. And I know as much as you praise Eric Spolstra, and he's one of the all-time greats, the fact is that they're still prioritizing defense. In 2023, I do believe is a little misguided, Big O. I know they always say, if you don't defend, you don't win. The NBA has gone full circle. No, no, but Ira, this team can't score. So it's imperative. No, no, no. I disagree with you. Spo has to force the defensive side because he has no explosion on offense. He doesn't have the luxury of having an offense that can go on a 20 to four run. He doesn't have the offense that has two or three dynamic three point shooters that can just cut a 10 point lead within 65 seconds and multiple possessions. It just does not happen. So Spo has to actually raise the awareness of defense even more because of the detriment of his offense. But Big O, how incredible is it that the Heat are averaging like 108.6 points per game and are last in the league in scoring? You remember a time in Heat Knicks, that would have been the league lead in scoring. The Heat are the only team in the NBA averaging fewer than 110 points. That's insane. You have to keep up with the times. Like you pointed out, how do you keep up with the times? With three-point shooting. If you don't have three-point shooting and you have the best defense in the world, you still can't win because, as you know, you can't trade twos for threes in today's NBA. They've got to get three-point shooting somehow, some way. I agree. Russell Westbrook's not going to solve that. Patrick Beverly's not going to solve that. You've got to address that first and then deal with everything else thereafter. Somewhere, somewhere, Doug Moe and Lafayette Lever are going, man, this is our basketball. We were in the wrong time zone. We had to be in 2023. Come on. Oh, hell, imagine what Paul Westhead is thinking right now when he put no emphasis on defense when he was coaching those Nuggets teams. It didn't work, but at least he tried to bring his Loyola Marymount game. It's a different world On the college level, it worked, actually. And who knows? That might have been the genesis 
of what led to sure. years later well, of what Paul we've West watched Ed, now. To Mike D'Antoni's seven seconds yeah. or less and then moving on down. It's not necessarily the fast break, though. That was West, that was Westhead and that was D'Antoni. It's the three-point shooting. It's not right. that the Warriors have run up and down the court. It's just that their priority is a step three, a clay three, get their three-point right. shooters going, and then play it inside. Just a different time. It's crazy. The Heat last season, best three-point shooting team in the NBA. This season, fourth worst. It just happens. Uh, Zion Williamson, uh, yeah. his problem is he looks like Orlando Alzigari, right? I mean, that's kind of what it is. More like uh, SpongeBob, yeah. Now, you might look like SpongeBob also, but yeah. Another yeah. setback. Uh, I mean, listen, his it's good for show for talk shows because I yes. know because I've done it for 30 years. You know, I'm in the kind of shape that I can do a four hour, five hour marathon talk show. You know what I'm saying? But there's no way I can do 35 minutes on the court or maybe three minutes on the court. So Zion Williamson, once again, the injury bug, another setback in his uh, recovery. It's crazy. Voted an all star starter with no credentials because of the hype machine, the popularity given a maximum extension without barely playing at all because of the reputation he brought in and the desperation of the New Orleans Pelicans, I think what it shows is you can't be a rectangle and play in the NBA. This is a sinewy league, but you have to be angular to a degree. You know what? That's his body type. I don't think it's changing. I think you have to accept, hey, we're going to get Zion Williamson. He's going to play maybe 40 games a year. That's just who he is right now. So I... Does it get any better, or does it? What, what do they? I don't do? think with that body type it can. I there have been guys who have had injuries at the start of their career and then gone injury less over the rest of their career. I haven't seen that break yet. I haven't seen that breakthrough moment right now. So I think he's going to be a some of the time player when he's healthy. And that roster and Brandon Ingram are healthy. They were at the top of the Western Conference. Yeah, but not they're a completely different team now. What you don't want to be is on top of the conference. They they wind up with a low seed. All of a sudden, Zion comes back. They're facing the Suns or someone, and you have a completely different team with Zion versus without Zion. So can you see Miami trading him for Kyle Lowry next year? The Kyle Lowry thing, and I know where you're trying to go with this, but the Kyle Lowry thing is just, I mean, the Heat right now, I think, have to ride it out, hope it works. He's not a terrible player. He still can do certain things for you. It's for the just money, he's that- terrible. For it's, the money, he's yes. absolutely okay. His dollar value, but when they, they call his name out of the game, they don't mention how much he makes. It's not starting at point guard and earning twenty-eight million dollars. But, but, but we know the cap space he takes. Yes. It's not in how much salary money he makes. League, it's a killer. It's the cap space he takes. That's what it is. That's that's what we don't give a shit about the money. That's Mickey's money. We don't care about that. That's that's we're not supposed to care about that. He's a billionaire. I'm not crying for him. But we, what we care about is the cap space he takes yes. is the, really the problem because it, it, it's, it, it stops you from actually getting better. So I'm just saying, you know, you, you got to what, – what's that expiring deal worth next year? Is there it's, a – It's not worth a damn bar? thing. It's not worth a damn thing just like Kevin Love's wasn't this year. What the, is the expiring deal worth when attached to something? No, when but what I'm no, no. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, you're right. You're you're 100 right. What you're saying, but is there a chance that there is a star that is just becoming unhappy with his situation, and they have multiple years left, and they're stuck with him in a way that there's some baggage with that person? There, it can't be just like, hey, it's Bradley Beal. He wants out, and he's a great kid. 
Let's trade. No, that's going to cost you some straight, compensation. Straight, straight up, I don't see that. I mean, I, I yeah. thought a contract like that had been Julius Randle. Now he's playing very well. He's playing at a different level. He's an all-star. I thought he was that kind of deal. There are not a lot of those deals. It's going to have to be with the sweetener. You're right. You don't get Beal for Lowry. You might get Beal for Hero and Lowry. Then we're not debating Lowry. You're just debating with me. Ira Bradley Beal versus Tyler Hero. Jimmy Butler win now mode. Where do you want to go? That's the discussion we'll be having now in the offseason. Now after, I'm all in. Yeah. And in the summer league in Vegas. Yeah. I'm all in. Because yes. you know what, Big O? As much as he missed 15 games a season, and you talked about Zion missing games, when Jimmy Butler plays, he's really freaking good. Oh, he's awesome. And, he, awesome. and, and he's a winning player at winning time. So maybe you have to live in the moment, even though you and I have spoken about the Tyler and Bam thing down the road. Maybe for Jimmy, you have to live in the moment. Again, two Eastern Conference Finals the last three years. With the right team, he can get you there. Now, listen, with Jimmy, of course, the his body, you know, obviously wearing down, but at least you will have in the memory bank everything that he's produced. The problem with Kyle Lowry is he has not done anything for that money to justify the move or anything like that. So it just makes... The, the situation just that much more sour, I think, for, for, for a lot of fans. With Jimmy, the sacrifice is there. You see it. You watch right. it all the time, you know. But I do fear the back end of this contract that is not going to be a good one, unfortunately. Well, but I can tell you, he maintains that body as well as anyone. So he's That's not going to let that body fall aside. He has his own personal training staff. He is relentless with them. He will do everything to be at 38 at the end of that contract, what he is right now at 33. He is committed to that, and he does have the body type that can endure. It's just a matter, like you pointed out, the minutes that Tom Thibodeau put on him in his previous days, does he still have enough legs left? That's yeah, what practice, we're saying. Practice and everything with him. That's uh, that's where that's where it wears you out, too. All right, follow him on Twitter at Ira Heatbeat. Catch his work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. What are you doing leading up to the game? A couple of things today. I did a story on Gabe Vincent. kind of interesting. In 2020, in the bubble in Orlando, Eric Spolstra had Gabe Vincent as the scout team uh, point guard. So he was the opposing emulator. One of the guys he emulated, he told me, was Kyle Lowry. So he said he played the role of Kyle Lowry, learned from him. Now he's replacing him and doing a fantastic job. That's already posted at sunsentinel.com. And I just posted a story about Dwayne Dedman and the irony of joining the Sixers, the only team that he did yet to face this season. So you will have four Heat versus Deadman games still on the schedule, including two at uh, Miami Date Arena. So hide the Theraguns, people. Hide the Theraguns. He's and, and, tell, and tell Gabe, if he wants to impress me, he has to wear a fat suit when he plays the Kyle Lowry role. Follow him on Twitter at Ira Heapie. Catch his work he, he there at the that. South Florida Sun He said that. Not yeah. Ira. Tomorrow, uh, Inside the Paint, barkingredrecover.com. We'll join you tomorrow at 9 a.m. with Kurt Heal, and we'll go around the NBA buyout deadline, look back again at the trade deadline. Thanks, Big O. He said it. You got it. Yes. Kyle, Zion, you can't look like me and play in the NBA. See you later, Ira. See you. All right. There you go. Ira Winderman and our Acura Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. You've been listening to the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report with Ira Winderman. When you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume Acura sales dealership in the Southeast United States, you go to Craig's in Acura of Pembroke Pines at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines.
All right, folks. Uh, I got to tell you, Welton Realm, a proud sponsor of our program. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Dan and Jeff. 954-966-4646. Uh, bankruptcy, personal injury, criminal defense, condo damage, business owner claims, commercial litigation, uh, property damage, homeowner property damage. I'm telling you, they can help you. And I know from firsthand, uh, Progressive was trying to take advantage of us. And we called Dan and, and Jeff. They took it to another level. They crushed Progressive Insurance. Okay. We saw it firsthand. They were offering us one fifth of what we ended up getting. They weren't even offering us enough to actually fix everything. You know, that it was pretty gross. And why? Because that's what they do. They're adjusters. And, the, and these insurance companies, they don't work for you. They don't care about you. They just care about collecting your premium every single month. That's all they ever care about. Nothing else. To you, you're just a number. You're nobody. And that's why they try to railroad you. And that's why you've got to call the lawyers that know the laws. Because you and I do not know the laws. And then they start running circles around you. And that's because they can. Well, Dan and Jeff, they ran circles around them. Okay, they even got one of them fired and everything. Call Welton Rayom. They're in Hollywood. You don't even have to go to their office. You can call them for a free consultation. You got some damage going on right now. You live in a condo. Somebody else's water damage went into your, your condo or something happened. Before you call any of the insurance companies, you call Welt and Rayom first. They will send their adjusters over to protect you because the insurance adjusters, boy, they're going to lowball the hell out of you. 954-966-4646. Save this number on your cell phone. Call Jeff. Call Dan right now. 954-966-4646 for Welt and Realm. All right. Uh, Zion was in great shape starting this season, Big O. Wasn't his conditioning? Eh, well, you know, you know, maybe uh, the conditioning got worse and worse and worse. As he kept going through the drive-throughs, um, let's see what else do we have? Uh, Big O, all the adjusters do care. FYI, nah, not oh, Big O, not all the adjusters. Uh, some do care. FYI, yeah, but the ones that are working for those insurance companies, they don't give a shit. They want to make sure they do it well for their insurance companies, so they keep working for their insurance companies. So. Not really going to look out for the customer because you don't work for them. You work for the insurance company. So, uh, hey, man, I saw it firsthand. So, you know, I saw how they were trying to railroad us. And and I saw what, you know, Dan and Jeff did. And they just crushed those dudes. Um, let's see. Philly dominated the time of possession in the first half. Gave up a large number of big plays in the second. Allowing Mahomes and KC too much free reign. Well, that's... Uh, that the game is played on offense, on defense, on special teams, coaching on the sidelines, all these kind of things. You know, that's how you win this game by making sure you make the right calls in uh, in 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 uh, in the sidelines by making sure that you make the plays you're supposed to make on defense and on special teams. You can't allow Tony to make that that return. There you go. You know, that's kind of part of the game. Kansas City was the better team last night, and they ended up making the plays they had to make in order to win. And they're the ones that came back, and the Eagles could not answer the bell, and they weren't scoring enough points. 
with the offense that they did have. And they're lucky because, as you said, the time of possession, I wrote it down, my friend, 35-47 to 24-13. So you dominated by over 11 minutes, and yet you couldn't win the game. And that's because you made the mistake on special teams. You made the mistake on the fumble. And these are the things that you end up paying the price. And then your big bad defense, well, hey, man, you didn't force the turnovers. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. Your defense can't be such, a, you know, big bad boys all throughout the year. And then when it comes to the biggest game of the year, you don't come up with the sacks and you don't come up with the interceptions. I mean, that's that, that's what you got to do, bro. You got to come through, and they did not come through at all. So credit, credit goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. They found a way to win that game. That's the only that I'm I'm going to give them the credit for making the plays, and Philadelphia. By the way, where there are a lot of uh. A lot of uh, crimes going on in Philadelphia uh, yesterday, last night. I hope they acted like, I know they weren't acting like decent human beings from the beginning because they were already overturning cars. Really baffling, but whatever. Like, what does that do for you? You know what I'm saying? And what we watched yesterday, the slipper bowl, is that what it was? Right? The slipper bowl. Boy, that was that was bad. I saw a lot of slipping in that game. Holy moly. The turf guy did not get uh did not get good reviews for that one. And you know that that guy's like one of the best, but he did not have a good day yesterday. All right, let's get ready for hour number two. I got to talk about the halftime show with Rihanna. Uh, there's uh, there's a I, I find an interesting twist uh, to that Rihanna thing. We'll we'll, we'll get to it. Also, I do got to get into uh, Tua's Super Bowl week at Radio Row. Uh, I'll give you my thoughts on on what I on the interviews that I saw and the decision that he and his team made. Uh, we definitely got to get into that. Uh, Jets inquiring about Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr sticking the middle finger to the Raiders. I mean, there's a lot of things going on that we still got to talk about too on the program. All right. Uh, don't forget. You can uh, make a donation through cash app or Venmo at cash. Big O show. That is cash. Big O show at cash app or Venmo cash big o show always appreciate it and don't forget you can make a a bitcoin donation th too through cash app or venmo at cash big o show um bitcoin's at twenty one thousand six hundred and seventy four not going to get into a lot of the bitcoin talk or any kind of crypto markets are up dow jones up 281 points the s&p's up 35 so uh, things are moving, man, moving. All right. So there you go. All right. Let's take a break. Let's get ready for our number two of the big O radio show. 
it is next, powered by the one and only Sean Stanley. <laughs> 